Good morning. This is Kenneth Davis with Truth on Sundays. We're here this morning to have a discussion topic on facial and fears. We're here at Ebenezer Baptist Church with the Young Adult Ministry. And we're looking at facing fears. Uh, in everyday life, we tend to face fears. We tend to have a lot of things that keep us from being successful in life. It's kind of what our focus is going to be today. Our background, uh, excuse me, our scripture is 1 Samuel 17, 1 through 11. And First Samuel 17, 21 through 37. Uh, we look forward to the discussion as we go forward. If Kevin, if you could do me a favor, you can read First Samuel uh, 17. Okay. Now, the, the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle and were gathered together at Shokok, which belongeth to Judea. Judah, and pitched between Shokok and uh, Azekok and Ephes Dammim, and Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Eli and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on the on the one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Goth, whose height was six cubits and a span. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of brass. Thank you, Kevin, for reading the scripture for us. We appreciate that. Uh, just want to give us some background knowledge on the text. Uh, we all know that David, David was an anointed man of God, complex man, uh, anointed nevertheless. Complex made a lot. What makes him complex is that he had a range of success to failures. Uh, we know that David uh, had an affair with Bathsheba, uh, had 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 uh, Bathsheba's husband killed, Uriah killed on the battlefield, trying to cover up a sin. But also, David was also great in the sense that he was known as a man after God's own heart. So he had a range of complex. Uh, he it's hard to put him. Um, to say he was 100% successful or 100% failure, he was human. Um, and we see his success. Uh, one battles and lost battles, one personal battles and lost personal battles. Um, the average person, I would assume, uh, in this today's society. Um, also, a little bit of background on Saul. Uh, Saul was the first king of Israel, uh, chosen. Uh, and he was chosen in the sense he was chosen um, because Israel wanted to be like all other nations. And they wanted a king. Well, God did not want a king for Israel. He wanted to be their king. But they wanted a king so they could be like all the other nations. So now we sense for we have Saul. Just a couple of people we're going to introduce. Uh, and there's kind of be some background information we go forward into this discussion. Uh, but we really want to get essence of fear. What keeps us being, what keeps us from being successful? What keeps us from not achieving our goals? And normally it is fear. I'll give you a little story. Uh, remember when I was growing up, I had a bully, <laughs> a childhood bully. 
Uh, I won't mention any names because I we are close friends now, and uh, <laughs> uh, we had a situation where when I was growing up, my bully would always harass me. It seemed like daily on a daily basis, I would get beat up by this bully. Um, and then the last incident that happened was we were walking over the basketball court, and a mutual friend of mine, a mutual friend of ours, challenged my bully, said. They called me Reb at that time because my grandfather was a minister. And said to my bully, I bet you won't beat up Reb. Well, of course, what the bully's going to do? He's going to do what he's always done. <laughs> he's going to beat me up. So, but on this particular incident, on this particular day, I refused to walk in fear anymore. Uh, I decided, you know what, if he's going to attack me, which he did, I fought back aggressively. That day... I overcame my fear and won a battle. And me and my bully never had a fight again. What helped me be successful in that event was I started operating in fear. I began to operate with courage. So, roundabout question. What does it take? How far can people push us to the point before we begin to fight back? What does it take? I think it's an awareness of yourself, and I think it's an awareness of what your capabilities are. A lot of times people will get into situations, and they'll feel like, well, I have to do, deal with this, right? You see it a lot at work, mm-hmm. right? People won't ask for a raise. People won't ask to do something different. People won't ask because that is what they expect, right? And, that, and maybe their frame of reference is that. Maybe they've only had that in their life, right? So when it comes to bullying, right? If you've never seen anybody stand up to a bully and you were always on that other side and you just, well, I guess there's bullies and then there's me, right? And that's my role that I play, right? That might be something that sticks with you. Now, on the other hand, you might have some self-awareness or self-confidence or whatever it might be uh, or faith and belief and you'll run into a situation and immediately fight against it because it's just, this just won't work. It's just, it's not right, right? So it really defers by the person. Okay. You brought out a good point. Uh, actually, let me say this first. Uh, your bully may not be my bully. It may not be the individual that you grow with. It may be, uh, it may be in the bad experience that you had in life. It may be a fear to do something. And uh, uh, Aaron brought out a very good point. It's also being self-aware, realizing realizing who you are. A lot of times we won't stand up because we have identity crisis, which kind of flows. I'm glad you mentioned that kind of flows into less we want to less we want to talk about. In the, in the first outline, we're going to talk about identity crisis. Uh, reverse A for somebody. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. Okay, Goliath knew who he was, right? He said, Who am I? Philistine. And who was he challenging? Anybody and everybody. Israel, right? Right. Anybody. At this point, is Israel. So Goliath knew who he was. He knew what made him strong. He knew what made him powerful. He was confident who he was. He was so confident, he called out a challenge in the middle of a battle. Uh, so in, in this day and time, why is it so important to know who you are? How does, being, how does, how does knowing who you are help you overcome your fears? So that you won't fail in the act of the battle. 
Anybody else? And so fear is fear is designed to do a lot of things. And one of the things that fear is designed to do is to make you believe that you've lost before you even start to fight. And so um, Saul, Saul, well, Goliath, when he presented this challenge, his goal was to demoralize Israel before they ever fought the battle, before they ever picked up a hand to fight. He wanted them to believe that they were defeated before they started to fight. And so when, when, when we go to battle, it's important to know that the outcome is based on whose you are as much as it is who you are. When you know who you are and who you belong to, you can get to that place where you don't worry about what outcome you think you see because you know that in the end, you are victorious. And sometimes you got to take a step backwards to make that step forward. So knowing that God is on your side helps you to accept whatever you face and, and, and face it knowing that he's going to ultimately give you the victory. Okay. So knowing who you are helps, knowing who you are helps you have the mindset that I can win this battle. If you know whose you are, who you are, that gives you confidence. So what do we say to individuals? What do we say, what do we say to individuals? How do we teach individuals who don't quite know who they are? That's a really good question. As you mentioned, everybody's bully is different, but everybody's learning style is different as well. Some people learn by touching the fire, right? Some people learn it by seeing others touch the fire. Some people learn by just looking at fire, period, and saying, that just doesn't seem like something I really want to touch, right? So when it comes to teaching the Word of God, and, and we've talked about whose you are versus who you are, or whose you are allowing you to understand who you are, Correct. right? When we teach the Word of God, there are many different ways that it gets across to people, right? Some people love fire and brimstone, shouting it out, running laps around the church, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Other people want to just read it and think for themselves and then ask questions. And then there's a, a millions and billions of different opportunities in the middle of that spectrum, right? So the key is getting people aware of the Bible, getting people aware of who God is and what does that actually mean, right? There's a lot of talk about faith. So what does faith actually mean and how does it manifest itself? Okay, so follow me. So follow up your point. What does faith actually mean? What does it mean to have faith? Let's talk about it before you go into faith. Let's look at this kind of focus on verses 1 through uh, 5. It gives a great description of what uh, Goliath looks like. Uh, I know it's some difficult names to, to kind of pronounce in here, but we just one of the things we look at in verses 4, uh, it talks about the weight of it, the weight of his armor, the, the, size, of his, the size of his sword, um, how heavy everything is. I think it's been said that Goliath is over 9 feet tall. So now, that's what we're facing here. We're facing uh, a modern-day Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> bigger than that. Actually bigger. <laughs> what, Shaquille, like seven foot two? Yeah. Uh, uh, what was the guy that played for Houston? He was seven six. Yao Ming. Yao was seven foot six, probably the person, tallest person I can think of right now. Uh, but, but to look at Goliath, he would tower over these individuals. 
I mean, as far as strength, Shaq, as strong as Shaq is, he couldn't compare to Goliath's strength. So how do we walk through life when we see something that's bigger than us? When we see uh, as big as Goliath, as big as Shaq, as strong as Shaq is, that doesn't compare to how difficult life can be. So how do we fight that giant in our life? How do we fight that, the fear of starting our own business, the fear of um, being a great father, the fear of being a great mother, or, or whatever the case is, whatever your next goal is, how do you bite off that next step? I think it goes back to back to knowing your identity and knowing who you are. Um, just like you said earlier, um, when you know who you belong to, you belong to uh, the God who can do all things. So when you're faced with those obstacles, faced with that, um, trying to make that next step, you know that you can be successful and you, you will be successful. Um, so again, just knowing who you are. Okay. And more importantly, if you never take the step to look the giant in the eye and say you're just a giant, mm -hmm. then you'll never be able to realize the outcome of having defeated that giant. Mm -hmm. if, if you don't take the first step and challenge the giant with the reality that the giant really doesn't have control over you, then you'll never experience that victory. So it's a matter of facing the fear with the knowledge that it's just a giants and giants do fall, but they don't fall if you don't challenge them. So, are you saying change your perspective? Well, well, absolutely. You have to change your perspective. If your if, if perspective you're operating from is a perspective of fear, and that you don't stand a chance against the giant, you don't stand a chance against the giant. If, if you believe you don't stand a chance, you don't stand a chance. But if you believe that God is who He says He is, that He can do what He says He can do, and that you are His, then He's just a giant. Also, too, if you don't have examples in your life, if you don't have examples in your life of people who um, defeated giants in, in, in their lives, you, it kind of it kind of makes you feel like you can't uh, defeat giants yourself. Um, all my life as a child, my, my I used to fear my father and still to this day. Um, but as growing up and fearing him, I, I, I grew to fear and love my father at the same time. And seeing him operate daily, you know, working on cars and things like that, it helped me as a person to overcome certain fears that I had growing up as a, as, as a child. And when I would be facing things in school and and facing them alone, it's like, well... I know what my, I know who my father is. I know what he's about. And if I were to come home and, and if I were to be less of myself in school and, and, and my father would hear about this, then I would have to go home and, and face that giant. So I would face my giants while I was at school. Like if I was getting bullied or I was, or something, uh, of that sort, I would so much, um, attack my giant head on knowing that I had a giant at home waiting on me if I didn't, if I did not attack my giant in school. So that kind of fear brought the fear out of me. You get what I'm saying? Correct. So basically, to paraphrase what you're saying, it's, it's like chasing, if you, a little small victory can kind of change your mindset towards a bigger victory. Yeah. Rather than jumping into a big fight. Right. So, yeah, of course, you know who your dad is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know the power of your dad because you grew up with this power. You know this is a giant in your life. Mm -hmm. And you know that if I want to win this victory, I got to start with some smaller, some smaller battles. Right. 
So, so I guess we, in life, if we choose those small, if we choose those smaller battles, it helps us to be more successful in life. I like that. Thank you. Anybody else? You can't also also you 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 can't always choose which battle you're gonna fight. Sometimes you gotta True. fight the one that's in front of you. True. But you know, if you face each each battle with the knowledge that you can overcome, then you you, you know, if it's a battle, it's a battle, big, small, in between. Sometimes you just gotta fight the one that's in front of you, but fight with the surety Correct. that you can overcome. And I'm glad you brought it up because one of the things I was thinking about is uh that David had to fight the battle that was presented to him. Right now it's Goliath, but it didn't start with Goliath. So one of the reasons why we said it, because we know he first he started with a bear, then he started with a lion. But now, I don't know which one was the strongest. <laughs> and I don't, know how, I don't know how Goliath fall into that, but certainly when they got to Goliath, he had the same uh, perception was that I'm not fighting this battle, that it's God. And his faith was always in God. So, yeah, I'm, you're right. You have to fight the balance in front of you at that current, at that moment. You can't pick and choose. But I think often with time, I think often time what I've experienced with God is that maybe you've had, maybe you had a different experience you can share with us, is that God knows what you can handle and when you can handle it. And he allows you to walk the balance that you can handle and he keeps you the ones that you can't handle, that you're not spiritually ready, spiritually ready, for, ready for. Who would agree or disagree with that one? That was just... I would agree. I think it's it's, but I think it's about being comfortable with discomfort. Okay. Right. Okay. So God knows what you can handle. Right. It's like a quality coach. Right. If anybody's ever played sports, quality coaches can push you further than what you thought you were able to do. And that first time that you run the extra sprint, or the first time that you power through the tackle dummy, and you didn't really want to do it, it's uncomfortable. Right. Man, I'm doing this tough. Uh, but then you finish. Right, and you're like, well, I'm not dead. This is cool. I like it. This is good. Right, and it, and it comes back to the point of the, I call it the second hit. Right. So a lot of times we will take that first step, or some people will be scared because they take that first step and they're worried about that counter punch. Right. Every great boxer, whether it was Muhammad Ali or, or Joe Lewis or um, anybody, right, got hit back. Right, Floyd Mayweather won every fight, but he didn't. He got hit, mm-hmm. right? He everybody gets hit. So what do you do after that that first hit? And and I think Minister Burris made a point about belief and faith and consistency in God, right? Mm-hmm. Once you get that first hit, then you you are leaning on faith, right? Because that's what keeps you consistent, and that's what keeps you going towards the goal. Usually, your goal is not one step away. Right, mm-hmm. whether it be metaphorical or literally one step away, it's a little ways away. You have to stick with it. Correct. So that first step is very important to getting there. But if you only take that first step, then you're pretty long way away from where you want to be. You need to learn that you can take a punch too. <laughs> that, that, that's good knowledge to have that you can take a punch and get back up and punch some more. And we can't. And the, the reason why being able to take a punch is important because. Have you ever been punched <laughs> by life or physically been punched? Um, if you don't recover from that, it's hard to move on. So the, the sooner you learn to absorb that punch, uh, whether it be through life, and I think it's, it's you have to have a source of something that, that comes from inside of you that helps you endure the pain that afflicts you externally, that comes from externally. So that source for us should be Christ, should be God. 
that should be that source that helps, helps us to absorb that punch. If that source comes from, if it comes from external such as, well, if I get enough money, I can protect myself. If I get this person, if I get this woman or this man, they can keep me and they'll make me feel complete and whole. Well, eventually what's going to happen is you're going to run out of money and you're going to feel vulnerable again. If that person decides, you know what, I don't want to be married to you. I, or that business partner says, you know what, I don't think you're a good business partner anymore, so I'm just going to cut loose, cut ties. What are you going to do at that moment? So it, it has to be it has to be something that we can depend on, not even myself. Because sometimes when I get punched, wow, that takes a lot out of me. You're still getting punched? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just different opponents. <laughs> not a physical being anymore <laughs> now it's just life <laughs> you know, wow but it's just life it's just like it's 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 middle age now <laughs> it's a different it's a different enemy <laughs> but either way no matter what stage i'm in or no matter what stage you go through in life you have to learn how to absorb those punches and god is a great god is a great absorber he's a great he's one i guess uh one of the texts says he's a fortress he's a safe place he's a shield no matter what you're going through in life he is that safe place for us uh, and that's another subject I want to another subject I want to touch on real quickly before we get ready to close out and that is being ready for the challenge can we look at verse 9 through 11 real quickly if he is able to fight and kill me we will become your subjects but if I overcome him and kill him you will become our subjects and serve us then the Philistines said this day I defy the armies of Israel Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. So the question is, are you ready for the challenge? How do you know how do you know you're ready for the challenge? Well, you know you're ready when the challenge presents to you. Here, Goliath presented the challenge. And so now, let me change that. You know that you're ready by your response to the challenge. So what was the response? Anybody from the text who can, who can pick it up real well, quick? Well, they were fearful and dismayed. They were fearful and dismayed. They were dismayed. They were they were afraid. They were they felt anxiety. So were they ready? No, they weren't ready. <laughs> we know they weren't ready by their response. Their response to, shows us that they were not ready. In every situation that you go through in life, you know if you're ready by your response, your initial response. If your initial response is fear in the back away, you're operating in the wrong spirit. But if your fear, if if your opposition, if your challenge challenges you to go forward, not saying that you won't ever feel fear, but you don't operate in fear. You operate in the comfort knowing that we serve, as David said, we serve a God. Who is this Philistine that he should defy the living armies of the God? Who is this Philistine? How does he mesh up to God? If that's not our response, then we know we're not ready. I believe David felt fear, but he also understood who God was. He put his faith in God. And, you know, it's. It, you, I think you made a very interesting point, a very good point about not ever ex are expecting that you will never feel the, 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 the pressure, the reality of fear. It, that's that's a very human uh, thing to feel. There'll be times when you're afraid, but but what they went back to was who God really truly is 
And sometimes you have to remember that. Sometimes you have to remember who he is and what you are in him. Um, with, with Saul, the reason Saul was afraid was because the Spirit of God had left Saul. The Spirit of God was with Saul at one time, but by then the Spirit had left him. So the absence of that presence in his life, of the Lord in his life, is what caused him to be afraid. So when we find ourselves in a place where we're afraid of something, remember whose we are. Remember his presence in our life. And once you can, can refresh yourself with that, then you can tackle that fear face to face on. Thank you. Thanks for the encouraging words. We want to, uh, this has been a great, this has been a great lesson. I enjoyed the participation and the feedback. Uh, I think it's, I think we've, it's, it appears to me that we all gained something from it or, or added something to the lesson. Uh, but I want to challenge us uh, to continue to read 1 Samuel chapter 17, 1 through 11. And join us again next time on Truth on Sundays. <laughs>